Did you know I wrote a book? My book, Diabetes Sucks, You Can Handle It, is your guide to managing the emotional challenges of type 1 diabetes. And I want to offer you the book for free. You can download the book by going to www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash book. That's www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash book. You'll join thousands of other people who have read this book and taken the skills and tools they've learned from this book and applied them to their lives with type 1 diabetes. You can download the book now and start implementing the tools today. That's www.thedibepsychologist.com forward slash book. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. I've heard from many of you who tell me that you have therapists who you're seeing for lots of different reasons, anxiety, depression, relationship challenges, life issues, whatever it may be. But you get frustrated because your therapist doesn't understand type 1 diabetes. And so the question that you ask me is, what can you do to help your therapist understand type 1 diabetes better? First of all, let me say, it's not your job to teach your therapist about type 1 diabetes. In a lot of ways, it is your therapist's responsibility to try to learn about you and to try to learn about the challenges that you're having. Now, they may not understand diabetes specifically, and they may not understand the ins and outs of managing diabetes. However, it's important that your therapist is willing to learn and is willing to become competent in diabetes, at least at a very high level. It's their responsibility to practice within their scope. And that may mean learning about you and learning about your experience and learning about diabetes. But the reality is, is that many of you are seeing therapists for reasons that have nothing to do with type 1 diabetes, or whatever you're dealing with is only tangentially related to your diabetes. Things like depression, anxiety, stress at work, relationship challenges, life issues, you name it. People with diabetes experience all of these things. And while these challenges certainly can have an impact on your blood sugars and can have an impact on your diabetes management, they by no means require you to have a therapist who is an expert in diabetes or who really understands diabetes at all, at least not in the way that a diabetes-specific issue may require them or ask them to understand diabetes. Therapy is really all about connection. And for any of you who have seen a therapist before, you know that it is important that you get along with and that you trust and that you have a connection to your therapist because you're talking to them about some pretty intimate details of your life and challenges that you're having. And if you don't have that trusting relationship with your therapist, it's going to be hard for you to 
divulge information and make progress because sharing your thoughts and your feelings and what you're experiencing and what's going on in your life on a daily basis is an important part of the therapeutic process. And the research is clear on this. We know that therapeutic connection, which means your connection with the therapist, is the single biggest predictor of success in therapy and you getting what you need out of the therapeutic relationship. As part of that connection, it is important to realize that you guys both have responsibility, both you and your therapist. Your therapist needs to be willing to learn about your experience. And if you have type 1 diabetes, that means your experience with type 1 diabetes. Again, maybe not the nitty-gritty details about what it means, how to calculate insulin to carb ratio or the difference between basal and bolus insulin, but they need to be willing to learn about what you're struggling with, what you're challenged with, and how diabetes impacts your life. On the same note, though, your responsibility is to be willing to share your experience. And in some ways, that means you need to be willing to teach them. You need to be willing to help them to understand not diabetes, but your experience with diabetes and how diabetes has a big and profound impact on your life and how it may be making the challenge that you're focusing on in therapy even more difficult to handle. What happens if you don't have a connection with a therapist? What happens if your therapist isn't willing to learn about you or about diabetes or you're not willing to share, or maybe it has nothing to do with willingness to learn, but the two of you just don't jive. You just don't get along. And that happens. It's totally natural. We're human. And sometimes there are people that we connect with better than others. Um, No harm, no foul there. But if you don't have a connection to your therapist, and that includes a willingness to be open to learn about diabetes from both sides, a couple things happen. First of all, you can lose trust. You don't feel like they want to understand you. They don't feel like, you may not feel like they care about you. You also don't feel heard. You don't feel understood. If a therapist isn't willing to learn about your experience with diabetes, that's problematic because diabetes is a big part of your life. And then in some instances, if you don't have a connection with the therapist, therapy may go down the wrong path. And what I mean by that is if you're dealing with something diabetes-related and the therapist isn't willing to go there or you're not willing to go there, which, by the way, happens quite a bit because you don't want to talk about diabetes and you don't want to share with them how big of an impact diabetes may be having on your life, they may not get the full picture. And as a therapist, we need to understand what's going on with you so that we can make sure that we're giving you the best treatment possible. If you're hiding a big part of your life, including your life with diabetes from your therapist, um, or they're not willing to understand it, then there's a disconnect there. And they may be focusing on the things that are not the biggest challenge. But if you have that connection and they're able to see the bigger picture, I promise you, you'll get better treatment because they'll understand you better and they'll know what path to go down and also where their competence may end. And when you may need to be referred to a diabetes specialist. Now, before I go on, I want to be very clear. I truly believe 
that people with type 1 diabetes can get great mental health treatment from therapists who know nothing about type 1 diabetes. And that is as long as the therapist is willing to learn. And as long as you're willing to share your experience. And as long as the issue that you're dealing with is not type 1 diabetes specific. If you're going to see a therapist for anxiety, depression, relationship issues, you can get great treatment and get exactly what you need, even if the therapist has never heard of type 1 diabetes. But they have to be willing to learn. And so don't let a therapist not knowing about diabetes prevent you from seeing them if you need that support. But also be willing to know that that relationship may take some work on your part and some work on their part. And be very clear from the outset about what you need from them and how you need them to learn about you in a diabetes-specific way. And of course, if you're dealing with a diabetes-specific issue, something like diabulimia or fear of hypoglycemia, those are issues that really require you to have a therapist who understands diabetes in a much more comprehensive way. And so be aware of that. And don't expect a therapist who is a generalist to be able to help you effectively in those areas. So if you have a therapist that you're working with who doesn't know much about diabetes, what can you do to help them learn? What can you do to support them in learning about you and learning about your experience? I want to give you a couple of tips that you can use to help your therapist to really understand who you are in your life with type 1 diabetes. Number one, show and tell. Manage your diabetes in front of your therapist. And sometimes this may be and feel a little contrived. So for example, bringing in a pump site change to therapy and changing your pump in front of your therapist, just so they can see the process, so they can see how challenging it can be and how much time it takes out of your day, and really kind of see that that experience firsthand. Also, your daily diabetes management tasks that may happen during therapy. Be willing to be open and share those experiences with a therapist. So for example, don't turn off your alerts and alarms on your CGM during therapy. We want those to go off so they can see and also hear what happens for you at work and at home while you're sleeping when your blood sugars are out of range. Of course, if your blood sugar goes low during therapy, please share that with your therapist, both so that they are aware of what's happening, but also so they can see what that experience is like for you and you have the opportunity to process that with them in the therapy room. You may even wanna bring in lunch or a snack and show them how you count carbs or how you take insulin. But the bottom line here is we want them to be able to see all of the tasks and all of the mental energy and gymnastics that go into managing type 1 diabetes for you. And as we all know, it's a lot. But those things can be hidden if we're not open about them. And so being transparent, maybe even oversharing and doing things that you may not do normally in public, like changing your pump site or taking insulin, can be helpful for the therapist to see. And then you can discuss them, process them, 
and help them to understand both what you do, but also your experience in doing those. And that can be really effective for your therapist. Another thing you can do is to have a discussion about resources that you share with your therapist and that you both read or listened to. So for example, this podcast is a great resource that you can use. If there's been a podcast episode from the Diabetes Psychologist podcast that has been especially impactful for you and especially helpful for you in learning about yourself, um, in learning about how to manage the stress of diabetes, or even educating you about mental health and type 1 diabetes or diabetes management, have your therapist listen to it. Ask them if they're willing to take the time to listen to the podcast so that you can discuss it with them uh, and answer their questions about your experience and about the experience of someone living with type 1 diabetes in your next session. Another example would be reading my book, Diabetes Sucks and You Can Handle It. Um, you can find that book at www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash book or on Amazon. But having them read the book can really show them and give them a clear picture of what life with type 1 diabetes and what the mental health challenges are. Not only can they become educated about diabetes mental health from a more intensive point of view, but it also has great stories that you can share with them. And it really can be a jumping off point for talking about your experiences. You can read the whole book together. You can read one chapter or even just show them a story in the book that you really relate to and have a discussion about why that story speaks to you and how you feel heard in that book. And that will give them a model that can help them help you even better. The third thing you can do is to do your own type 1 diabetes and mental health work and then process it with your therapist. So for example, we have the Diabetes Psychologist membership and the doors are going to be opening in October for that membership. In that membership, we have master classes, we have coaching sessions, we have a library of resources that you can use around any area of diabetes and mental health you're struggling with, fear of lows, burnout, eating challenges, body image, you name it, we have resources there. And if you join the membership, you have access to all those resources where you can do your own work around type 1 diabetes and mental health. But I will say that the membership is not a substitute for therapy. It is an adjunct to therapy, or it can be used for people who don't really need therapy but need some support. But if you're working with a therapist, the membership and the resources in the membership can be a great place for you to do your own work and then process that work with your therapist even if that therapist doesn't understand type 1 diabetes at an intimate level. So for example, you may watch a masterclass around being self-compassionate with yourself around type 1 diabetes, and then have a discussion with your therapist about what it brought up for you, um, how that masterclass made you feel, and what kinds of thought came to your mind about how you haven't been as compassionate with yourself as you'd like to be, and what you can do to be more self-compassionate. And how not being compassionate with yourself in your life with type 1 diabetes has gotten in your way of living your life and impacting other areas of your life that don't include diabetes. You can also process with your therapist about how being compassionate and how doing the work of type 1 diabetes and learning more about diabetes and mental health has really helped you in your life. 
We really want to give you that support and give you that information. But then processing that with your therapist can be a really great adjunct to make it even more impactful. There are lots of resources out there around diabetes and mental health that you can use on your own and then process with your therapist. Again, bringing up things like how to make you feel, how are you going to take action, and then using your therapist as an accountability partner in that process to help you continue moving that needle forward. Samantha is a great example of someone who has used resources in the membership uh, with her therapist. Samantha joined the Diabetes Psychologist membership several months ago, and she's also been struggling with generalized anxiety, so anxiety about the future, but nothing specific, but also work stress and some other life challenges. And when Samantha experiences this generalized anxiety and also the work stress, what happens is she tends to start ignoring her diabetes as a coping mechanism. She has a list of things that she has to do and deal with, anxiety and work stress being kind of two big ones. And then diabetes, which is the third one, kind of falls down on the list because she feels overwhelmed and she feels like she needs to take something off of her plate. And diabetes for her seems like the easiest choice. In addition to having a therapist, Samantha also joined the membership and she has consumed all of the content specifically around anxiety, and also staying motivated with her type 1 diabetes. We know that lots of people have challenges with motivation that come from lots of different places. So the membership has a lot of resources about how to stay motivated with type 1 diabetes. But what she's done is she's taken the resources that she's consumed, both the masterclasses as well as the worksheets that are there and some of the coaching that we've done in the membership and taken this work back to her therapist where they've been able to have discussions about it and really dive into some of the details of the work that she hasn't been able to do on her own. Samantha has had great success joining the resources and the support of the membership with her therapist. And this has helped her to, one, improve her mental health in general, two, become more motivated in her mental health with type 1 diabetes. But three, it's also helped her therapist to better understand her. It's helped her therapist to gain some insight into her life that wouldn't have been possible without those resources. And that has improved their therapeutic relationship, improved their connection, and really improved Samantha's outcomes in her therapy. She's getting a lot more out of it because she's been able to combine therapy with the resources that she's gotten in the membership. So I have a question for you. If you have a therapist How can you use the support resources you have available, whether they're this podcast, a book that you've read, an Instagram post, or anything else to help make therapy more effective for you? How can you use these tools to help your therapist understand you? And then how can you use your therapist to leverage these tools to make them more effective for you? And if you don't have a therapist, how else can you use these resources to manage your diabetes and mental health? You know, as I'm talking about how to use these resources with your therapist, I'm also thinking that these same resources can be great tools to be using with your friends and family as a way to help them to understand you better, to help them support you better, and to help propel you in your mental health with type 1 diabetes through accountability, through support, and through the ability to process these issues with somebody else. So think about this a little bit more. 
How can you use resources both for yourself, but also for other people, whether it's your therapist or whether it is friends and family to really get the support that you need in your life, both in general, but also in your life with type 1 diabetes. So before we go today, I want to give you a quick recap of what we talked about and the strategies that you can use to help your therapist understand diabetes better and help you get more out of therapy in the process. Strategy number one, show and tell. Manage your diabetes in front of your therapist. Help them to understand the process. Help them to understand your experience and help them to understand how much work managing diabetes is because they may not know. Strategy number two, discuss resources together that you have both listened to or read. Examples of this are my book, Diabetes Sucks and You Can Handle It, or this podcast, any of the episodes from the past that may have been helpful for you in improving your diabetes and mental health. It could be an Instagram post. It could be a different podcast or an article that you've read. Anything that you can discuss with your therapist to help them to understand you more and to help you process that experience can be helpful. And finally, number three, do your own work with type 1 diabetes and mental health and process it with your therapist. Whether those are resources from the Diabetes Psychologist membership or whether there are other resources that you found, do that work and then take it into them and help them to understand what you're experiencing and help them to help you process the experience of doing the work. So what are your next steps here? I want to encourage you to do two things. The first is, if you haven't already, please buy my book, Diabetes Sucks and You Can Handle It, Your Guide to Managing the Emotional Challenges of Type 1 Diabetes. This book will help you and your friends and family and your therapist understand the challenges of type 1 diabetes better and also what you can do to support yourself and what they can do to support you in your life with type 1 diabetes. And action step number two is mark your calendar for October 17th. That is the day the doors to the Diabetes Psychologist membership are going to open again. If you want tools that you can use on your own with type 1 diabetes, if you want my support on a regular basis, and also if you want tools you can take into therapy with you to help you to deal with those emotional challenges and help your therapist understand you better and to help springboard you into emotional health with type 1 diabetes, the membership is for you. And again, the doors to the membership will open on October the 17th, 2022. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor and share it with a friend. That helps me get the word out about this podcast so more people can benefit from it. Also, I love hearing from you guys, so please feel free to send me an Instagram DM at the Diabetes Psychologist or email me at mark at the diabetespsychologist.com. I love hearing from you, and I'll always respond to your emails. And of course... Be sure to tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. Remember, type 1 diabetes is not easy, but you can have an easier time with it. And I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast.